invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Stephen Lee Rich is my guest today for Song of the Soul. Located in Madison, Wisconsin, just three freeway hours south of me, Steve's got a long pedigree in music around the area, including down in Chicago, and has a specialty of comedy-centric music. An artist in his own right, he finds a bit of je ne sais quoi when he joins Sandy and Dina, his frequent musical partner, on stage. Stephen Lee Rich joins me by phone from Madison, Wisconsin. Steve, welcome to Song of the Soul. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to connect up with another Wisconsinite active in fighting the mine at Bristol Bay. How much of a sideline is that for you? That takes up a good deal of time because I'm lead organizer, so my really basic job is to stay more closely in touch with the membership. It's been worth it because you know, we've made an immense amount of progress in, a, in just the last year. Amazing. And, and it, right now, it looks like the forces of darkness are being defeated or at least held in abeyance for a while. We're kind of close. Right now, they're trying to throw a monkey wrench in the works here. There's a bill before the Senate that would pretty much make it illegal for the EPA to invoke the Clean Water Act as a way to preempt a mine. So we're busy fighting that at the moment. I want to remind listeners what we're talking about. Bristol Bay, Alaska, pristine, beautiful area. There's a mine that's proposed to go in there called the Pebble Mine. The Pebble Mine would go in there, except that the fight of several years now seems to have tipped in the direction of light and goodness. But you can follow up on this on the website musiciansunited.info. The group is Musicians United to Protect Bristol Bay. Right. And you can listen to my interviews with Sycon and other folks talking about that. But anyway, Stephen, you're the head of that effort. That's a three, four hundred Musicians United, isn't it? Yeah, I'm involved in really, Sycon is really at the top of this thing. Sycon and Suzanne Little are the, are the real movers and shakers in this. My job is kind of keeping in touch with the existing membership, recruiting new members. I become the public face at music conferences, like various folk alliance regionals, because I'm always recruiting. Let's get a sample of the kind of music that you do, Steve. Yeah, well, we have one here that's slightly ridiculous, which is actually written by my frequent musical partner, Sandy and Dina. It is called Caffeine, and it's, well, the best description for it is it's a tribute to America's last socially acceptable addiction. 
Are you a serious addict, uh, and Sandy both? Sandy is what might best be described as a coffee geek. She can tell you anything about coffee. Me, I'm basically an almost constant drinker. I have a running cup of coffee all day. Sandy likes to joke that my blood type is Kona AA. <laughs> but, yeah, I drink probably way more coffee than I probably should. The proof is in the pudding, or in the coffee cup at least. The song is Caffeine. It's performed here by Stephen Lee Rich, written by his musical partner, Sandy Andina. I wake up every morning My mind is still on hold My consciousness is sitting on the shelf I cannot keep from yawning The bathroom floor is cold Oh, why do I do this to myself? I stumble to the kitchen and I see That holy grail waiting there for me, caffeine, I need caffeine, I need it now, I need it hot and black and mean, one desert, what I need, a steam and shot of liquid speed, gimme, gimme, gimme that caffeine. like to crave that coffee black I never satiated and it is true I fear I'm stuck with Mrs. Olson on my back I get that shake and aching in my bones Alexa Henty won't you feed my coffee jokes? Caffeine, I need caffeine. I need it now, I need it hot and black and mean. One ball is here, what I need is steam and saddle liquid speed. Gimme, gimme, gimme that caffeine. I've tried so hard to break it. I'm telling you no joke TM and acupuncture no breeze I've tried so hard to shake it I even snorted coke But those wretched little bubbles made me sneeze Someday they'll find me in an alley, pass it out. Cappuccino foam dribbling from my mouth. Caffeine! I need caffeine! I 
need it now, I need it hot and black and mean. One more desert, what I need is steam and shadows, liquid speed. Gimme, 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 gimme that caffeine. Caffeine, again, performed by Stephen Lee Rich, here with us today for Song of the Soul. It's written by his musical partner, Sandy Andina. Tell me a little bit about your musical collaboration. We've been doing it on and off for 30 years, you know, sitting in on one another's sets. The way that we met was at a club that used to be in uh, Chicago called the Barbarossa, which was a lovely little place on the north side of Chicago. Nancy Dow, who ran the place, used to say, I don't run a bar, I run a living room that serves booze. And it had that kind of attitude to it. At the time, I was running a showcase night, an open mic, at a comedy club on the northwest side of Chicago, a place called Cobart's Comedy Cove. I met Sandy at the Barbarossa at their open mic and invited her to come out and play ours. And we started sitting in on one another's sets from there. About 1999 or so, we started formalizing it. In 2001, when Sandy released her first solo CD, I played at the CD release party. And it was kind of then and there we decided we really needed to make a team out of this because we do good work together. We've been at it since. We're both comedians. We both, back at, at the end of the 70s and the beginning of the 80s, a lot of the folk music clubs dried up, and Sandy and I were both amongst those who made the kind of lateral move into comedy clubs. We were two of the earliest, what are now called guitar acts, but that was before the term was coined. At that time, a folk singer was solidly an entertainer because we were just coming out of the folk boom. So a little bit of comedic patter between songs was pretty much standard at the time. So to go from folk music clubs into comedy clubs, was basically a lateral move. We already had the chops down to do stand-up. We were just doing it from behind a guitar and then singing primarily funny songs. Now, there are a lot of people who do that. There were relatively few back then. Let's keep going with your music. Let's hear some more of this. So comedy is one of the elements. There's a serious side to you, too, I know. I mean, I don't think you can be involved with folk music without having some serious crusader genes. (laughs) No. The song, Tell Me What Democracy Looks Like, is based on the chant, the protest chant, the call and response, tell me what democracy looks like, and the crowd yells, this is what democracy looks like. Although I've been trying of late to get people to yell back, we are what democracy looks like, and actually take possession of that. I'm kind of annoyed by the passive voice that's used in that chant. We need to, to understand that we are democracy. The song came out of the Wisconsin Uprising, and originally I had written it about, uh, and the version you have is my original version that came out of the Uprising. When I put it on my CD, I rewrote a little bit to accommodate OWS, because by the time I got it in release, the Wisconsin Uprising was pretty much history, but the Occupy movement was going full tilt. This is the attitude that came out of the Wisconsin Uprising and still exists in the Occupy movement. The media notwithstanding, the Occupy movement isn't going anywhere. The occupation is permanent until we get these problems solved. The song is by Stephen Lee Rich, Tell Me What Democracy Looks Like. Hit it, Steve. 
Tell me what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Tell me what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Tell me what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Tell me what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Wisconsin, there's something going on, son. In the Anna and the Michigan, in Boise, Idaho, they say, Tell me what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Tell me what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Tell me what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Tell me what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Party that's a power. Find a few ways every hour to repeal civilization. There are people in the streets who won't let this go down. They're taking back the power. Turn this thing around. They're shouting, Tell me what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Tell me what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Tell me what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Tell me what Democracy looks like This is what democracy looks like That's from Stephen Lee Rich's latest CD, latest solo CD. It's called Free Range Sofas. One side note about that song, the counterpoint in the last verse there, Sandy wrote that while she was driving up to Madison to do the recording session. Did you spend much time at the protests? I spent a good deal of time at the protests when I finally got back to town. Sandy and I were touring that particular month in, in the February of the year that it broke out, and it started the day just after we left town. We got back, she to Chicago, I to Madison, the day after everybody got locked out of the Capitol building. And I've been at it, you know, was at it from that point. It was amazing. The day I got back, and one of the, the, the main reasons that song came out the way it did, is the day I got back, just kind of driving up to the little exit for that first interstate rest area at the Illinois border, and my cell phone rang, and it was my wife, and Ingrid said, 
okay, I probably won't be home when you get home because I'm at the protest. I said, okay, that's fine. She said, there's a motorcade going around the square. I said, really? And what was happening is people were driving, but they were honking on their horns. Tell me what democracy looks like. Just And it was being done call and response, just like the chant. <laughs> and it was, you know, I mean, it'd be kind of cacophonous while we were moving, but the minute we got stopped at a light, it'd pick up into the rhythm again. And if somebody missed the cue for the call, somebody else would jump in, and it never lost the rhythm. But I got stuck in the rhythm of that, and the song started to formulate while I was driving home. <laughs> That's wonderful. Wonderful. It's amazing where songs come from sometimes. You know, it's just, they can come from very strange experiences sometimes. But my understanding is that, unlike many folk musicians, you don't tend to be primarily a songwriter. You're often a song purveyor. Yeah, I'm much more an interpreter. I've been very fortunate over the years in that I have been surrounded by a whole lot of people who just write ten times better than I ever will. And one of those was the late Tom Dundee. He wrote just amazing and wonderful songs, one of which I've recorded twice now which is these cowboys born out of their time. I mentioned earlier the old Barbarossa. He played it one Saturday night at the Barbarossa, and I just fell in love with the song immediately. And I asked him after the show, do you mind if I start singing that? He looked at me, kind of grinned, and he said, you know, it doesn't do me any good to write him if I'm the only one who sings it. So I've been singing that for like 30 years. There's a, a cowboy yodel in there. The reason I originally put that in there that wasn't originally in the song was because in that place, that's where uh, Tommy used to put a guitar solo. And at the time I learned it, I couldn't play guitar well enough to do the solo. <laughs> so I put in a yodel. It worked. I left it in. <laughs> you cowboys are supposed to do that. <laughs> the song is These Cowboys Born Out of Their Time, performed here by Andina and Rich. He's a cowboy He was raised in Ohio He got married He moved further west He worked in a shoe store For a few whole years Then one night he got drunk Left. He drove a truck for a while up in Fargo, but he never got used to the smoke. He tried something down to get some ahead, but he's still just as wild, just as broke. been settled for years now The old wranglers passed on with their kind But every now and again You'll run into these men Cowboys born out of their time Was a change hill Place. A few towns where he's 
ever been You can get up and leave Anytime that you please That's the one thing he understands making the music are Sandy Andina and Stephen Lee Rich. The song is written by Tom Dundee, these cowboys born out of their time. And the yodel is great. I was wondering, and I don't know if, if you're a certified instructor or not, but could you in five seconds teach me how to yodel? I could try. I've actually been challenged more than that <laughs> to, to teach yodeling, and I do do workshops. But yodeling is a simple Have you ever taken voice lessons? No, obviously. Okay. Can't you tell? <laughs> it, 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 when, when somebody takes voice lessons, there's a break in the middle of your voice. That's what they call it, what, what formal teachers call it. And it's sort of the middle of your range, most people's vocal range. Most people jump from their full voice, from their chest voice, from the, from the diaphragm up to their falsetto. What most voice lessons will teach you to do is sing through that break. Sing all the notes that are in the middle of your range that you normally don't get to. What yodeling is, is rather than eliminating the break, is harnessing that break and jumping straight from the chest voice to the falsetto. So 
Ooh. It's a pretty simple jump. Okay, well, we're going to practice that off air. Right now, I think we'll continue with the interview and with some more of your music. I don't want people to be distressed by me learning yodeling during this program. <laughs> I'm sure they won't be that distressed. It's true story. I was on the radio show, WPR radio show, Higher Ground, back when it was a live variety show. It's now a, a DJ show. My first time on the air, one of the other acts was the Madison West High School Jazz Band, and they had a young lady singing with them, a young lady named Rose. Jonathan took Grad Rose out of the audience and said, do you think you could teach her to yodel before the second half? We're live on the air. Nope, three-minute delay, nothing. <laughs> I, you know, says, I can certainly try. Well, we went out into the hallway, and we fussed, and we talked about it. She had taken voice lessons, so she understood just what I was talking about. And she picked it up pretty quickly. It was counterintuitive for her because she'd been trained to do exactly the opposite for quite a long time. But she picked it up, and she managed. I taught her a little yodel part and then panicked because I realized I taught her a yodel for which I did not have a song. So I had to write a song real quick to <laughs> <laughs> go out of the air. And it was a little song about teaching Rose to yodel, and it worked. We got away with it. It got a laugh. <laughs> it got enough of a laugh that to the point when Jonathan knew he was about to change to becoming a DJ show and stop doing the live thing, he had me on one more time to try that stunt again. <laughs> I want to remind our listeners that you're tuned in to Song of the Soul. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web at northernspiritradio.org with almost nine years of our programs free for listening and download. And you can also post comments. You'll find connections to our guests like to Stephen Lee Rich. Stephen is spelled Stephen, if you will, with a P-H in the middle there. StephenLeeRich.com. And you'll also find a place to leave donations because that's how we fund this. We don't want the corporations taking over Northern Spirit Radio. So please help us with your support. But even more so, I want to encourage you to support your local community radio station. There's such a valuable alternative of music and of news that you get nowhere else on the American landscape. So first, go and support them with your hands and with your wallets. And if you have some shekels left over, drop by Northern Spirit Radio and click donate. Again, Stephen Lee Rich is with us here today for Song of the Soul. He's located in Madison, Wisconsin. You'll find much more about him on on stephenleerich.com, his website. And I wanted to ask you for some more music right away, Stephen. Well, I mentioned earlier that I don't write a lot. When I do write, it's because nobody else has said something I need said the way I want it said. But case in point here is the song Facing Monday. That was written about a month after my first wife passed away. So it was written in February of uh, 2002. She passed January 10th, 2002. Nobody had that kind of song about the moment of impact, the moment that you find out that the loved one is gone. That's part of it. Part of it is the cover photo for that CD, Facing Monday, was a picture that my first wife, Pat, had taken, and I thought it looked like a really bad Monday morning after a long weekend. <laughs> we, we named it Facing Monday, and I always swore I'd write a song by that title and use that picture as, as a cover. Unfortunately, she never lived to see it because of the way the song finally did come out. 
I had left the hospital for a while because I'd been at her bedside for preposterously long, hadn't had any sleep. I hadn't fed the cats in a while. <laughs> I had to go home, do all the normal mundane stuff that you just got to keep going and keep doing. Got a phone call the following morning that was awakened by the phone call from the doctor telling me that she had passed. Woke up Sunday morning Life was already grim Knew not well the axe would fall But I didn't know just when When I got that phone call When I was finally told Wasn't sure how I should feel Except for ragged, tired and old Now this big apartment Doesn't feel like home Love just died on Sunday night I'm facing Monday on my own Was at her bedside all day long Left the hospital to eat Also had to feed our cats Hell, try to get some sleep In the time it took to travel home My darling slipped away Doctor called me on the phone But all that he could say was Son, that big apartment may not feel like home. Love just died on Sunday night. You're facing Monday on your own. Cried. Old darn thing had emptied me 
songs or jokes or pride. There's no ending to this story. Facing Monday, written by Stephen Lee Rich, performed there by Andina and Rich, and it's from a soon-to-be-released, I understand, CD called Chasing Lightning. Yeah, it will be released later this year, 2014. You know, this program is Song of the Soul, and a lot of people, when they hear that, they think that they've got to have church music or something like that. Obviously, it's not necessary that our soul comes out in many different ways. Sometimes it's humor, and sometimes it's in our grief. Facing Monday strikes me as a deep song for you, very close to the center of your soul. Is humor part of your soul, or is that a deflection from your soul? Some people think that humor always deflects. It's part and parcel, very much part and parcel. It's one of the most useful survival mechanisms we have. Usually when I perform Facing Monday, the bit right after that is an old comedy routine I had written about Pat's horrendous snoring. <laughs> and I've adapted it to the purpose and added a, a passage about how difficult it was to get to sleep after she died because it was too darn quiet. <laughs> so, you know, it, humor is part of the package. It's, it's, it's part of the whole. It's, part, it's very much part of, if you will, the cycle. Life-giving in its own way? Very much so. Very much so. Humans may at the moment be on a suicide course, but we would have destroyed ourselves centuries ago if we did not have humor. What was your religious or spiritual background growing up and up into the present? I was raised in Episcopalian, which is kind of an odd way to grow up because it's, it's sort of like being an organized agnostic. <laughs> you show up in church Sunday morning, not so much as a matter of piety or belief, but as a matter of hedging your bets. <laughs> but there has always somehow been proof to me that whether or not you want to call it God or, or the Great Spirit or just the energy of the universe, that there is much beyond the human body, just this body that we're in. I think it was T.L. Eliot who wrote, you don't have a soul, you are a soul. You have a body. You know, I, I believe that to be very true. We connect with a lot of things that are out there outside of us if we open ourselves to it. There are a lot of people who would like to deny that capacity and simply say, no, it's just electronic impulses through the central nervous system. Well, yeah, that's how it travels, okay? But if we're not connecting with something outside of itself, if that were the only thing that were going on, there would be no music, there would be no art, there would be no poetry. That makes sense to me. 
And do you have, I mean, you already mentioned that, you know, the Episcopalian upbringing you had, that's a way of practicing your agnosticism along with a group of people. Do you practice? I don't currently attend a church. But when asked, I'm definitely a Christian. I make no bones about that. I make no apologies for it. I also don't try to push it onto other people, like an awful lot of people calling themselves Christians these days. <laughs> I find that actually kind of annoying, antithetical to the whole concept. You know, there is a danger, Steve, particularly if you have the kind of humor and sense of humor that you have, that you go to church and some things just strike your real silly bones. <laughs> I mean, when I was still, you know, this 30 plus years ago, when I was Catholic raised, there's a song that uh, we used to do at my Catholic church back when I was in high school. Uh, Sons of God, hear his holy word, gather around the table of the Lord, eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll sing a song of love. But my brother would add irreverent words to that. He'd say, eat his body, drink his blood, because we are vampires and it tastes good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There is that danger if you've got that comedic side to your intellect. You break out laughing in those songs, and and people kind of frown at you pretty severely. Yeah, there's a fellow named William Sears who was what is called the hand of the cause of God in the Baha'i faith, and he wrote a book called God Loves Laughter. One of the funniest lines in it is, I am firmly and irrevocably convinced that God has a sense of humor partially in self-defense, because if he doesn't, I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, keep us going then with your music, Steve. Okay, well, while we're on the idea of humor, you know, when I write, I tend to write either wrist slashers like Basing Monday or things that are completely ridiculous. I go just the other end of the scale entirely, and this is one of those. Back in my comedy days, there was a fellow who he was always bragging that he was going to go to Hollywood and he was going to develop a television show for two-year-olds based on the full life philosophy of two-year-olds, and he was going to call it No. And he asked me to write a theme song for it. And so the song Don't is that theme song for a TV series that never materialized. <laughs> and I think we should mention that this song, you haven't released it on a CD or anything. Not as yet, no. So if people want to connect with it other than listening to this program over and over again via NordenSpiritRadio.org. I think I've got it posted on my website. There's also a YouTube video of this, an animated YouTube video of this song. Well, in spite of the name of the song, what we're going to do right now is play it. The song is Don't. Don't stick a carrot up your nose. Don't stick a carrot up your nose. Don't stick a carrot up your nose. Cause carrots don't like that Don't teach a buffalo to fly Don't teach a buffalo to fly Don't teach a buffalo to fly Without accident insurance Don't fill a camel's hump with beer Don't force a rabbit to be brave Don't build snowmen in Hawaii Don't use your elbows to shave Don't try to eat a wooden chair don't try to eat a wooden chair. Don't try to eat a wooden chair. Not a lot of mustard. Don't fill 
the camels home with beer. Don't hang your laundry in midair. Don't plant cactus in Alaska. Don't leave a rake in your hair. Don't stick a carrot up your nose. Don't stick a carrot up your nose. Don't stick a carrot up your nose. Cause carrots don't like that. Some TV show could have had that as the theme song. The song was Don't, written by Stephen Lee Rich. And that is Stephen spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N. StephenLeeRich.com is where you'll find a link to the song, I think. Or else you can search for it out on YouTube. Don't stick a carrot up your nose. You know, as soon as you say something like that in a song, though, Steve, the impulse of the listener is to do it. I've been told that the song Beans in My Ears, you know, they told me not to put beans in my ears. Everybody laughs about that, but I understand from someone who worked in an emergency room that it wasn't funny because all these kids would be coming in with beans in their ears. (laughs) There is a certain level of defiance that I think is endemic to the human condition. (laughs) And I'm wondering something about your taste buds, too. Eating chairs with lots of mustard. Where did that come from? (laughs) It was just, when I write jokes, one of the things that I go for is, what is the most absurd thing I can think of? What are, you know, George Carlin said, nail two things together that have never been nailed together before, and some jerk will buy it from you. He didn't use the word jerk, but that's another discussion. I've been closing shows for 30 years with Utah Phillips' song, hymn song, H-Y-M-N, but I feel compelled to point out that Utah's predilection for hymn singing was roughly equal to the aerodynamics of a giraffe. (laughs) I believe if I lived this life again, I'd have the neck like a giraffe, I suppose. (laughs) I think uh, we're down to uh, Porchlight Blues, I think. And that's another one of my kind of wrist flashes. I'm not ordinarily given to writing either love songs or lost love songs. I figure there are there's a lot of those out there. there. There's plenty of those out there. On the other hand, when, like this one, one decides to jump out and write itself down, I figure I'd better learn it quick before it goes away. Back in the 1970s, a uh, very long-term relationship just went south on me and caught me very much by surprise. And Porchlight Blues was what came out of it. That's the thing about music is, for me at least, it's therapy. When I write, especially those kinds of songs, the, the, the Facing Mondays, the Porchlight Blues, I've got another one called Mudball, it's a matter of just processing the information so that I can get my mind around and get through some level of healing process. Similar purpose to humor, but in a very different way. I think that's really the reason why there are so many lost love or grieving or whatever songs that for many people it is how to process that. I've done it myself. I've written songs and poetry myself. Well, it's time to listen to Therapy in Process, song Porchlight Blues by Stephen Lee Rich. Well, the flies around the porchlight bus Flies around the porch like buzz Wish I was half as buzzed as they seem to be They seem to be unaware Of the world and all its cares 
Stephen Lee Rich, performed by Andina and Rich. It's on their recording, Two Guitars, a Dulcimer, and an Attitude. I'm taking it that you're a guitar. Maybe you're an attitude, too. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Who's the dulcimer? That is Sandy, and she has quite a wide variety of them. She has, you know, your standard issue mountain dulcimer, but she also has, you know, in various permutations of various numbers of strings and various pitches. She has a baritone dulcimer that she uses when we uh, perform Warren Zevon's Keep Me In Your Heart. And she uses that for a couple of other songs, too. She uses that when we perform Waterbound. When we perform it, she does a, a Jim Dandy little dulcimer solo in that thing. It plays best in the key of D and the songs in the key of D. And so it works rather nicely. I think you told me that you wanted to conclude with Waterbound, didn't you? Yeah. This is a recording that's your solo, not with Sandy. Yeah, this is the recording. I, it's one of the reasons it's in the Adina Rich repertoire, simply because it was on that 
CD and I was already performing it. It's part of my sort of strange little bucket list. I've had a list of songs that I wanted to record that's been sitting around for decades, and two-thirds of them I just haven't gotten around to. I finally got around to this one, and I got some really good people on there. Tom Castle, I don't know if you know him. He did the banjo solo and did Jews harp on this thing, <laughs> and background vocals. Julia McConaughey provided the fiddle. But it's one of those things, one of the things about folk music, and one of the things about any music, really, it works best if it's participatory. There's, with a lot of performers, you know, it's kind of fine. I am a performer, you are the audience. And no, it, it, part of what folk music is about is breaking down that barrier and saying, no, we're all in this together, this is our music. Let us all sing this together. And so Waterbound is just a really, really good sing-along. And one of the things that's occurred to me is when we're kids in school, we get taught, you know, who can sing and who can't. We get kind of separated out. And they look at the one side, you are the singers. You will sing and make beautiful music and God will smile upon you. <laughs> they look at the other end, you are the non-singers. You will sit there and keep your mouth shut and if you're very fortunate, God will glance in your general direction. And they ain't like that. We can all do music. We all have some kind of voice. My late first wife loved music, and she had more music in her than any five people I know. She had absolutely no way to express it. She couldn't carry a tune in a locked strongbox. <laughs> she couldn't do percussion because she had the rhythm of a palsied yak. <laughs> we finally got her an auto harp, which is something that you could strum arrhythmically and no one would notice. <laughs> She had perfect pitch. That was the thing. She could tell two rooms away which direction I needed to tune the guitar when I was tuning. But she had no ability to express this and get the music out of her. It was very frustrating for her. And it's one of the reasons that I'm really keen on getting everybody to participate and everybody to sing. It makes everybody part of the process. I mean, it's one of the things that was so powerful with Pete Seeker, oh, yeah. just involving so many people in the process. Yeah, that's part and parcel of what we do as folk singers. And I'm glad to see the term folk singers start to come back into vogue. It has been out of fashion and almost taboo for decades now, since the folk boom, or as some call it, the folk scare of the 50s and 60s died down. <laughs> So we're going to end Stephen Lee Rich's Song of the Soul with Waterbound. Stephen Lee Rich can be found at stephenleerich.com. Follow the link from Northern Spirit Radio. Stephen is with a PH in the middle there. Stephen Lee Rich, thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you again for your work with Bristol Bay, trying to preserve that important part of Alaska. And thank you for bringing us a laugh or two. Well, thank you for having me on the show. And one more time. I had to mention Musicians United to Protect Bristol Bay. That website is www.musiciansunited.info. We'd love to see you check us out. You can find some bonus excerpts that we couldn't fit in this broadcast at northernspiritradio.org, and please post a comment when you visit. We end with Waterbound by Stephen Lee Rich. See you next week for Song of the Soul. Water bound and I can't get home. Water bound and I can't get home. Water bound and I can't get home. Way down in North Carolina. Chickens growing in the old plow field. Chickens growing in the old plow field. Chickens growing in the old plow field.
down to North Carolina Water bound and I can't get home Water bound and I can't get home Water bound and I can't get home Way down to North Carolina Me and Tom and Deb are going home Me and Tom and Deb are going home Me and Tom and Deb are going home Before the water rises Water bound and I can't get home Water bound and I can't get home Water bound and I can't get home Way down in North Carolina Old man mad and I don't care Old man mad and I don't care Old man I'm gonna get his daughter If he don't give her up, we're gonna run away If he don't give her up, we're gonna run away If he don't give her up, we're gonna run away Way down to North Carolina Water bound and I can't get home Water bound and I can't get home Water bound and I can't get home Way down to North Carolina The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul